1: Good morning. It is Sunday, July twenty-eight. Welcome to Daily Walk. I am Becky de Oliveira.
0: and I'm Fett de Olivera. And it is indeed a brand new day and a brand new week. And excited for that. Excited for uh, as we continue in the Book of Colossians, the really short letter, but a very powerful letter. I'd like to let me pray for today and pray for the week ahead. Uh, Heavenly Father, just thank you, Lord, for the day. Thank you for uh, the the ability for us to be able to connect. Uh, thank you for this text, uh, this epic little passage right now in particular. We ask for your blessing and your guidance in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. If you are only just now joining us on Daily Walk, let me just explain briefly what it's about. Boulder Adventist Church and a collection of other churches collectively known as the GRC, the Global Resource Collective, preach on a common passage every week. And so we also offer a Bible study that goes along with that. It comes, it's on the Church website. Um, it also comes as an email. And then we have a, a writer write about the passage each week, give a reflection and come up with a question to talk about. And the podcast is basically us reading the passage aloud and then discussing the, what we call, recalibrate question amongst ourselves. And, you know, yeah. you can you can then extend the conversation as you listen. So, without further ado, we read the the passage in a different translation every day. The first and last day of the week, we do the same translation, the ESV, the English Standard Version. That is what I'm starting in now. And our passage for this week is Colossians 1, verses 15 through 23, subheading the preeminence of Christ. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth— And you who once were alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. If indeed you continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven, and of which I, Paul, became a minister.
0: I love this passage. Do you? Yeah, I really do. I actually think that this is uh, probably one of the most uh, epic little section of verses here in the entire Bible, actually. Um, And I think it's because it really Paul goes out of his way to to in the most succinct way to be able to say, "Look, this is who Jesus Christ is," and and don't forget how amazing that actually is. So it is fantastic. Every single sentence, every single phrase is packed. I mean, I think he was just so intentional with uh, with everything that he wanted to say, just in these nine verses. So it's fantastic, which is which I think leads into the question today, which is this: What is ridiculous in this passage? Are Paul's pronouncements too far fetched? And what have you heard about Jesus that seems outrageous?
1: Well, you just said that you thought it was fabulous and wonderful. So clearly, you don't think it's ridiculous.
0: I think it's ridiculous, like crazy ridiculous, like oh, good, but also saying, think that it's when ridiculous When you use the word ridiculous, people, no. do you
1: mean crazy good? No, no, no. Okay, so no, what? I think I you think, do mean ridiculous yeah, in the normal sense. I think that people okay. do
0: think it's ridiculous because uh, it is it is a, a very bold claim above everything, above every other religion, above every deity you could ever imagine, above every other faith you could ever believe in. There is Paul saying, "There is this one, and he is Jesus," and it is. I mean, he says, "Look, you you understand who God is. You may have thought of who God is. He is, but there is Jesus as well." And he, I mean, he's explaining the Trinity uh, in new ways. And uh, I mean, it's it's really it's fantastic. So yeah, it is, and it is. It seems too far fetched for some people. Uh, there are entire denominations that that struggle with this idea because they struggle with the idea of which, Jesus which being idea? Jesus being God.
1: Oh okay so the whole you are talking about the assertion of Jesus being god. Yeah. Cuz the only thing that really stood out to me as being I don't know I guess what you would call ridiculous is the idea that we used to be super evil until we accepted Christ. I don't find that to be something that I notice just generally speaking. I don't think the you you know you'll get these stories of some horrible murderer drug dealer who becomes converted and is a wonderful person fair enough but most people I think, have kind of a baseline of behavior and maybe you dip a little bit above or below that. But this constant assertion that we're incredibly evil and then once we're Christians, we're not, I totally don't get that. I don't
0: know. Well, So unpack that for me. So you mean, you mean that uh, you're, you're picking up on verse 21 where it says, and you Yes, you who, who, who once were once alien alienated and a hostile, mind hostile mind doing, doing evil deeds. deeds. Yeah, I'm like and
1: I I don't notice that particularly that people are super evil and then they become Christians and they're wow, like it's an about face, amazing. I couldn't tell you in this town in our neighborhood. Yeah. I couldn't go and pick out who's the Christian and who's not. Yeah. It would be almost impossible to do. Yeah. I would be wrong probably most of the time. Hmm. So I feel like people people's deeds are more related to things like their basic nature, their upbringing, their choices, I don't know, things like that. that prob- I'm sure that being Christian might help you a little bit, but I, I don't know that most of us are super tempted to go out and rob and pillage and murder anyway, whether we were Christian or not. It's that's that's fairly antisocial that's funny. behavior. That's funny
0: because I, I don't see evil just as robbing, pillaging, and murdering. Oh, okay, well, if
1: you have the kind but of Christian evil idea No, it's not of Christian being, evil.
0: I think that actually hurting people can be done with words. I think that well, sure. actually, I think that that can be done just with, I mean, being being evils. Like, I mean, gossiping about people and, and saying bad things about them. I think that there's, I think that's evil. I think. Okay, but then, it's do you done. think
1: there's a big difference between a of person, there are scales. person A about scales before here, he was a though. Christian and person A after he was a Christian in terms yeah. of their gossiping behavior? Is there a huge difference?
0: I think, I think that actually, that when you when you give yourself uh, over to Christ, that actually there is a transformation that takes place. And I think that what happens is that it, it requires a daily recommitment of your life. I think it does. And I think that the more you stay infused with God, the more you stay connected to God, I think that it actually starts to transform the way you think you you actually become a kinder, gentler, nicer person. You really do. And God does change you for that. And, and that happens because of Jesus and not because of... Any other religion, any other faith out there, it is literally because of Jesus only,
1: okay. and that's
0: why this is ridiculous. This passage because okay. people don't see this. People are just like uh, kind of like, well, you know, um, we can try, we can we can make social changes, we can we can train. Or maybe we don't need to. Maybe everything, everybody's kind of like, okay, but I think that it actually happens with the power of Jesus because by our own will we can do it for a sustained moment but not sincerely. Like love, is love really something that it can be truly done unless it actually comes from God?
1: Well, what would you say then to the argument a lot of people are making at the moment, which is that it almost seems like there's an inverse correlation between how Christian people claim to be and how kind of hateful they are in their words and actions. That's kind of particularly true in our political
0: moment. Well, let's let's be candid about the political thing here. Uh, What you have is that there are people who are co-opting Christianity, claiming that that is Christian, but it's not actually Jesus. Mm. So I think it's actually very unfortunate right now. And it's actually, it's not just now, it's been every single generation all over the world. There have always been people who said, in the name of Jesus, I will go do a crusade. In the name of Jesus, I will go and But
1: then we're told in the Bible that all we have to do is call upon the name of Jesus. And so if people are using the name of Jesus, doesn't that imply... That Jesus has come to them.
0: Do you think anybody does anything really terrible under the name of the American flag or under the name of the British flag?
1: Yeah, I think people have done.
0: So... So if they do, is that not possible that people do that as well in well, the name of Jesus?
1: The difference is that a flag doesn't have the capability to respond to you. Jesus well, yeah, does. So what we're told no. is that if we call in the name of Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes to there us. There is.
0: And then it's our choice to accept and reject. This is where God is not like controlling us. He gives us the freedom. Okay,
1: but then can you can you think that you want to accept something and be totally unaware of the fact that you are rejecting it? Like, people don't think they're rejecting. I
0: think people actually know. Uh, they may not know entirely all the time, but I think most times people actually know. They have, like, a, a look, I, I know when I'm speeding on the highway. I know that I'm, I'm not, I shouldn't be doing it. All right? Hmm. I know this. When the, when the police pull me over and they're, like, they're giving me a ticket, I'm, like, I'm not arguing with them. They, I know I was running wrong. And I know this instantly in the time as well. And, and I think that we know when we're doing something good and when we're doing something bad. But look, our time, this is great. And I think we can, this will unpack this week because this is actually a, a pretty ridiculous text. Uh, and it is, it is actually outrageous what he's claiming here. And so our time is up for today. Uh, let me repeat the question one more time and we'll, we'll address this some more this week for sure because I think it's phenomenal. But uh, let's, uh, let's see. What is ridiculous in this passage? Are Paul's pronouncements too far-fetched? And what have you heard about Jesus that seems outrageous? Think about that. Look after each other, live love, and we'll connect tomorrow. Thanks for your support for the Daily Walk podcast. Wherever you are in the world, we just want to let you know that we're praying for you, and we're glad that you're praying for us too. If you can help us out by giving online, then please go to boulder.church slash give and help this ministry actually make an effect on others as well. Keep us in your prayers, look after each other, and live love.